This episode of Stock Doc is sponsored by Barclay Pierce Capital, a leading Australian corporate advisory and equities trading firm. Focused on your vision, Barclay Pierce specialises in making it a successful reality. The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decision. Hi everyone and welcome to this edition of Stock Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Nigel Finch. And today on the program, I'm speaking with James Ciolas, who's Managing Director of Aussie software company, Netlinks Limited. And they're listed under the ticker code NET. James, welcome and thanks very much for joining us to the program. Uh, thank you for having me back, Nigel. That's great. Firstly, can you give listeners a very quick snapshot of the size and scale of Netlinks, say, the headcount, the number of uh, enterprise customers, the countries you export to, um, maybe the market cap today? Sure. So the, the company itself uh, has a market cap of approximately $120 million, uh, today. Um, we have uh, a, a workforce in Australia of um, just over 15 people. Um, and then we have our uh, IoT labs uh, that are situated uh, in various jurisdictions around the world. Um, and in those IoT labs, we have uh, a, a number of headcounts ranging from, let's say, um, China, where we have uh, well over uh, 90 people working in the lab, through to um, our lab in uh, India, which has uh, five people working in it. Um, and then our latest uh, uh, 4A, which is uh, the lab in, in, in Athens, Greece, which has uh, three people working in it. Um, we've now got uh, 43 uh, enterprise customers, which we've added in the last 12 months. Um, as I said, we're in a number of regions, which is, uh, which is, which is good for the company, um, and we're continuing to expand. Mm. Look, the, the growth in terms of number of customers has been really impressive, um, so we want to certainly get to that. But, but firstly, can you give us the, the, the very quick uh, elevator pitch for Netlinks? Um, so basically, uh, we offer a software-only solution uh, for network, uh, da- network, tr- network and data transmission, um, and we do that in a very secure way. Uh, and more importantly, we offer um, something that our competitors um, lag us, and that is uh, throughput in terms of speed and how much data you can actually uh, transmit through our virtual software-based um, uh, data transmission lines, if you like, uh, yeah. to put it in simple terms. Yeah, and I've noticed that's one of the things that you actually publish is your data throughput rates as well. So I want to I want to get to understand all of this, but can you talk us uh, walk us through perhaps first of all um, your enterprise client base um, and what it is that you do for these clients. So what are, what are some examples of, uh, of, of clients um, and, and, and industries that you work in? Right. So we, we've got, um, so our, our enterprise customers vary from uh, government projects, which are sponsored, say, for example, by the World Bank, um, right through to Fortune 500 companies um, that have global businesses. Um, and, a, and a typical example is we're involved with a uh, water sanitation project um, in, in China, for example, uh, based in Chengdu. 
Uh, water quality is a serious issue in China, which the Chinese government, um, in conjunction with the World Bank, is addressing it because it's a serious issue and they take it seriously. Um, the one of the challenges uh, that project has is to establish sensors at the location, being um, rivers, uh, stormwater drains, etc., um, and to then have uh, those sensors networked and collecting data and transmitting that data securely back to um, a head office where then AI analytics are conducted. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's one enterprise customer that we have, um, and that's a, a long-term project. Um, our technology is being embedded in it, so we are actually the network provider for that, um, and we're working with um, the sensor manufacturers or providers to actually uh, incorporate their sensor within our technology, which we've done successfully. Um, another example is... Um, we uh, have partnered with uh, Image Deep out of Hong Kong, and they provide um, uh, ca- camera um, uh, services. Uh, again, they are looking to secure that the, the cameras themselves um, to protect them from hacking, um, also to improve uh, data transmission, uh, which we do well because of the throughput. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've uh, we've now entered uh, several jurisdictions with them. But the interesting thing with the camera technology is uh, this whole COVID um, uh, situation that the world's been going through, um, that's provided a very good source of new business for us because uh, enterprise, government are all using cameras now as thermal imaging um, and they're also using it to manage uh, people flow. And so uh, that's another example of an enterprise customer. Mm. Um, I'll I'll do one more Um, and uh, we're helping uh, a number of companies uh, manage their um, data transmission both financial uh, and IP um, from head office to manufacturing Um, and uh, again they are using the technology because of the the, the throughput and the security. Yeah, well, I want to I want to get to uh, better understand the um, you know the whole data transmission play here. Um, but first of all, let's let's go back to some of the basics. Like, can you talk us through your technology stack? So um, the way our technology stack works is you we have um, what we call the VSN, which is an open source platform um, that then you can build a, a, a network. A, um, a network within that. Um, the stack starts from uh, a very basic uh, replacement of a router, if you like, um, with our technology. Um, our routers, we call them the, v, the VSR, mm-hmm. um, and that's basically the, 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 the basic concept of the foundation of the stack. We then add to that stack through uh, basically networking sensors, um, which you will typically do, um, and for us, we define a sensor as um, anything that's um, that's mobile. Um, so we talk about mobility. So in addition to the VSR, we then add mobility. Um, and that mobility then builds the network at the edge or it builds the network at a branch. Um, but that's how our stack works. So if you can imagine, we have a, we have a platform called the, the, the VSN, and then you start to add bits to that platform which can range from mobility right through to um, yeah, uh, a, a total turnkey solution of a, uh, of a closed network, which could be private, or you can make it a, uh, an additional uh, sort of a, a hybrid network, which can be public mm. or private. 
Mm. Look, this is a good Aussie success story in the um, in, in terms of you know this homegrown uh, product um, has found a you know pretty valuable export market. Um, you know your revenue for calendar year twenty is you know around about a million dollars a month. So I mean you're really getting some traction with this product. Can you tell us the background of the product development? Um, so the, the product itself. Um, it was invented in Australia, um, and uh, one of the challenges that, um, that the product went through was that um, you know in in, in Australia um, it, it served for small to medium enterprise, um, and and um, you know going exporting the technology, we quickly uh, found out that we needed to make it more scalable, um, and that was the one thing that we've worked on in the last eighteen months where we've. We pivoted the product to the point where now um, it is an industrial-grade scalable product where we don't lose any throughput as you build the network. Um, there is none of that. So the big, the big change in, on the product and the, the challenge that we had, which we solved for, um, has been this whole scalability. Now, the scalability is even uh, further enhanced by the ability for us to have um, mobility. So to be able to network um, mobile phones, iPads, um, and then your dumber devices being, uh, you know, sensors and, and things of that nature, cameras, um, that is what we can do now on mass scale. And, and that's what's attracting the customers and the revenue. Mm. So can you tell us what geographic markets that you're currently um, uh, selling into? So um, obviously China is a market for us. Mm. Um, we've now entered um, the Malaysian market through our, our partnership reselling uh, deal with uh, LNS. Um, in addition to that, um, we also are now entering India where we're starting to conduct uh, a proof of concept. And likewise, we've gone into, uh, into Europe via uh, Unisystems that are based in Athens uh, in Greece, but they have exposure to, to 26 countries with, within that region. Um, and in addition to that, we've also gone into Japan. Um, so we've got a pretty good global footprint. Um, and I think our uh, next steps are to localise the product um, and, and adapt it for the market conditions and, and the usage that the, the specific markets uh, require. Mm, okay. Look, you touched on VSN a moment ago. I just want to go back to this. Can you tell us a little more about the VSN and also the size of the VSN market and, and, and what on earth VSN stands for? Uh, so why don't we start backwards? So mm. the VSN stands for Virtual Secure Network. Mm. Um, and, and the VSN is, is an evolution of, of, our, of our technology. Um, you know, and, and the VSN is the scalable product. Um, and that's our product that we're going to market with. Um, the size of market, you know, depending on who you talk to and its application, um, and this is where uh, being a software-based solution, uh, which is what um, the world's transitioning to, um, you're seeing a significant shift in, in that opportunity for the company. Um, and, you know, the, the size of market that we believe working with uh, Loftus Lane and uh, doing our research, um, you know, it's probably a 100, 100 billion plus market. Um, and as long as cyber, cyber attacks continue um, as, as they are, um, it makes for a very big opportunity for BSN. Mm. 
VSN is also what um, creates the bridge, we believe, between cloud, the cloud migration that companies are undergoing and then also the challenges they, they face uh, through what they're doing um, on, the, uh, on the IoT edge, um, which applies to a lot of manufacturing companies, uh, logistics companies. So um, we talk about a 100 billion plus market, but that's ever expanding. Mm. Um, and I think that uh, the VSN is well positioned to take a percentage of that market. And, you know, we're undergoing that now. And, um, yeah, I think in simplistic terms, if we're 2 or 3% of a market that size, then uh, we have a significant business in the long run. Mm. Okay. So there's a few interesting developments that are happening in the the security market and the and the and the data market that um, perhaps are, are a little bit easier to spot. Um, one of them that I want to just touch on first of all is this idea about the the sort of record increase in uh, the number of cyber attacks. Now, some people are saying that you know cyber attacks were on the increase during the pandemic um, year, but is it, do you think the, I mean, first of all, are you seeing an increase in cyber attacks? And, and if so, is it attributed to the, pan, the pandemic year or is this just one of these things where we're seeing growth is just, you know, burgeoning every year, irrespective of whether in a pandemic or not? Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with the latter uh, comment that it's, it's, it's going to keep increasing. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, you know, people like to draw conclusions to uh, make it a, a, an easier proposition. Um, the pandemic year may have seen a slightly higher rate in that increase, um, but I think in the long run, um, cyber, cyber attacking uh, will continue to increase um, because the opportunity set for a, for a, a cyber attacker is actually increasing. Mm-hmm. So as companies are becoming more and more fragmented in their networks, um, the opportunity for them gets larger. So every time, you know, we increase our headcount, being a typical company with someone with a mobile phone trying to, um, you know, get access to the core company network, um, you know, your actual opportunity set is actually increasing. So the increasing rate is just reflecting the increase in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the reason why people concluded the pandemic year was, was, was a big one was because everyone was working from home. Yeah. So you had more more mobility access or remote access uh, from various devices, which, you know, increased the opportunity set for cyber attacks. But that said, there's been a structural shift in the market where people are starting to work from home more and more often. Um, you're seeing a, a big shift, and that's why I think that growth rate will continue. And as companies, um, you know, transition to, um, you know, a more IoT, AI-based um, solution to their network, um, I think, you know, that, that just makes cyber, uh, the cyber attack volumes, uh, th- I think they'll keep growing in a, at a very healthy rate. Mm. And we're also saying, you know, to, to your point about um, more people working from home, we're also seeing more large enterprises moving to mobile, you know, whereas previously everything was desktop bound, um, we're starting to see, you know, um, all sorts of devices in the field and in the hand being connected to these networks. So, I mean, is this adding to the sort of complexity in the VSN space? Absolutely. Um, And within our stack, this is why um, previously I emphasised mobility. Um, Mobility is is where the opportunity lies, we believe, as a company. 
Um, and from that perspective, you know, this whole concept of, you know, remoteness, um, mobility, uh, working from home or not being wedded to a fixed desktop, um, as a lot of people have been used to over the last 15, 20 years, um, I think that's, um, yeah, that, that's a, a big opportunity, but it's a challenge at the same time for companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and part, part of the challenge for a lot of the companies is that um, they're caught between a rock and a hard place because they've got a very good solution uh, for security, if you like, but as soon as you introduce mobility, that's when then they have to come up with engineering solutions. Mm. Uh, in our case, it's not an engineering solution. It is part of what we offer the customer within our stack. So when and 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 also because we're open, we're open source, so to speak. It's a much easier solve. Um, you know, you can, for example, download um, our product or our software off the App Store, um, and you know, network your mobile into the into the VSN, so to speak, via that via that structure. Mm. Um, so from that perspective, uh, I think that's where the market will more and more. Um, how can I put it? Uh, revolutionise the way that we think about a network and it will go further and further into uh, software-based solutions rather than some software with some hardware or some hardware with a little bit of software or a lot of or mm. vice versa. Mm. And I guess over the top of all of this, what we're also seeing is faster um, internet connections um, in some of the countries that you're operating in now. They've got you know 5G connections already um you know well entrenched is this another factor that comes into play with uh with your system absolutely um yeah when we talk about scalability and throughput um so for example the uh, chendu water project we're working on that's all 5g mm-hmm. um and it's our software that makes uh the leverage of that 5g uh backbone uh more more optimized for the customer mm. Um, so they're getting more out of their 5G uh, by using our software or integrating our software into their network um, to, to to transmit data. Mm. So it's a hundred billion dollar market. This market seems to be you know growing every time we, we you know we look at it. Can you tell me a little bit about the competition intensity in the sector that you operate in and how Netlinks really goes about competing? Um, well, you know, being being a, uh, a a solution based, uh, how I put it, network solution based product, which is software, um, I think the market is is only just starting. Um, and the reason why the reason why I say that is traditionally, um, this market has been you know for hardware providers that offer an element of software. As I said before, I think that landscape will change in in the next probably five to ten years where software will start to dominate network solutions. Um, a lot of companies have legacy networks, which um, makes it difficult um, because they're trying to hold on to a core network. But, you know, shifting to the cloud um, is part of sort of releasing themselves from some of these legacy systems, if you like, or, or infrastructure. Um, so I, I think the, the, the market and the R&D to be invested in this space will, will grow significantly. Um, you know, SD-WAN as a sector, I think, is still very small um, in today's terms, given the transition that the world's going uh, to with, um, you know, everything being, everything in our lives genera- generates a piece of data uh, mm. or transmits data. Um, so I think you're going to see 
that change significantly. Um, in, in my view, uh, our mobility that we have is the key differentiator for us, plus the throughput. Um, I think that puts us in a good position in the short to medium term to continue to, to win customers um, and contracts. Um, so I think our edge is, is, is those two things in particular, plus the fact that, you know, you've got the ease of establishing a, a network with, you know, I'll call it minimal uh, engineering input um into 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 a company or an enterprise so i think those things are what give us the um the the, the current edge or the advantage of of um winning winning new customers and contracts mm. can you talk uh, the listeners through your typical revenue model so we can better understand the um you know, the earnings profile and 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 how much is recurring revenue versus how much is one off revenue yeah, so um, again, with, with enterprise customers, um, a, an amount of time is invested up front in establishing a, uh, a, a new network using un- or underpinned by our software. So one of the things that we're seeing um, in our business is that we're actually earning uh, revenue up front as part of the design. Um, but then more importantly, uh, that swings into um, a recurring revenue. Um, once we've established the design, then it's about implementation, um, which is a- another form of revenue. And then once it's implemented, you've got your, your use base, um, uh, if you like, amount of users. Um, then you start to go into the recurring revenue aspect. Mm. Um, you know, typically, I think today, you know, we're, our recurring revenue is at around 20%. Um, which is which is pretty good for a company in its in its first full year of of, of, of revenue or for, for first full calendar year. Um, so I think that um, our revenue will uh, recurring revenue will improve as the business um, moves further into um, onboarding customers, and then that design element, the implementation element, um, you know, how can I put it? That still will always exist, but we'll keep adding customers. That then the tail becomes the recurring revenue. Mm. And yeah, t- typically, I think um, you know we're looking at you know a recurring revenue model, which you know is somewhere in the vicinity of three to five years on average. Well, James, you're one of the fastest growing um, ASX listed companies in this space. Can you tell us what your vision is for the company over the next few years? Oh, I, I think um, well, the vision is 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 one of um, establishing uh, you know partnerships around the globe with. Uh, Companies that, un- that that can take our technology and integ- integrate it into their customer solutions. Mm. Um, so the market for for Netlinks is is significant. I think its opportunity is one of a global one. Um, I think we've now proven that the technology can be taken offshore um, and can be uh, an, an integral part of a network solution, whether it's an enterprise, whether it's an infrastructure project, whether it's a, a, a logistics. Um, solution as, as part of a, a broader a supply chain. Um, you know, I think the 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 opportunity for Netlinks is is is, is significant. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, for an Australian company, I think to export a, a technology like this, which um, at the moment I think is competitive um, and will continue to be competitive, uh, it's it's that's the vision is to go global yeah. and, and to continue to onboard customers. And, and why should investors be adding you to their watch list? Um, I'd look, there, there are a few things I'll say to that. Um, one is we're in 
the fastest growing aspect of of the uh, the IT space. Hmm. Um, IoT, um, you know, cybersecurity, network networking, or SD WAN. Um, that whole space is it will grow exponentially. Um, as 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 I said before, um, IoT uh, coming into play, uh, migration to cloud. Um, you know. Uh, even households using IoT, eventually all of that um, is a very good sector to have exposure to. I don't think there are too many Australian companies that are listed that have exposure to that market like Netflix does. Mm. I guess you're also moving closer and closer to uh, sort of a cash, uh, um, you know, cash flow positive situation too. That, that's right. So um, you know, the the, the, the company uh, from where it sits today. Um, it will continue to increase its revenue, uh, but as you say, um, it gets it's it's getting closer to that magical cash flow break even where the business starts to fund itself and it funds its own growth. Mm. Um, and and I think again, all the hard work has been done um, with all these things. You know, uh, it's it sort of it, there's a J curve to it, but um, you know, I, I think from from a from a watch list perspective, um, you know, we're now well and truly on our way. Mm. And finally, can you tell us a little about um, what investors can expect to see in the coming months? Look, we, we will continue to, to grow our market. We're working now actively within the markets that I, that I outlined before, Malaysia, um, India, uh, Japan, um, you know, pretty much all of the ASEAN area. Um, we've now got a, a, a toe in the water with, um, with Europe. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I would expect the company to continue to increase um, its revenue um, is the first point. So the, 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 the investors should look out for that. Um, and also, uh, you know, I think we will continue to expand in, in other regions, but probably not at, a, at, at the rate that we've done so, um, so much in the last 12 months. But, yeah, really the top, the top focus for us and the thing to look out for is continued revenue increase. Well, I wish you every success on that journey. Thank you very much, Nigel. Well, thank you to my guest, James Ciolas, Managing Director of NetLinks, for joining us for this edition of Stock Doc.